God, this can't be no homegirl dropping like the NASDAQ. Move white girls like this coat up my ass crack. Move black girls, cause man, fuck it, I'll do either. I love pussy, I love bitches, dude, I should be running Peter in Adidas with some short shorts. B-O-O-R over me, my green is where it's What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All-American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old U.S. of A. I am feeling this track big time. I heard it for the first time the other day, I, and I looked it up. Childish Gambino is called Childish Gambino. Uh, it's by Childish Gambino. It's called Bonfire. I know some of the guys are uh, big Childish Gambino fans. You're going to uh, for sure have known this one, but I'm not that big of a Childish Gambino fan. So this song was new uh, to me. When I heard it, I was like, holy shit. This is literally a bonfire. <laughs> Absolutely flames. Uh, I can't wait to hit the gym and have this come on uh, while I'm at the gym during the rotation. Because the first thing I did was, while I was while I listened to it, was pause it, go up to it. I use uh, Google Play Music. And I've already set up uh, a playlist. It's called Destruction. The Destruction Mix. That's what uh, I called my gym, my workout mix. Uh, I know, very corny, very cheesy. But that's the name of my workout mix. You're free to name yours whatever you'd like. Or use Destruction. But anyway, I heard this and I'm like, this is definitely going into the workout mix. So, speaking of, I signed up to the gym like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I still haven't gone. Um, still haven't gone. Now, there's a lot of factors. I hurt my back. I was sick, uh, which prevented me from going to the gym. I know, I know. It sounds like excuses. They are. They are. <laughs> I'm well aware they sound like excuses, but I haven't gone yet. And those were my reasons why, man. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you the truth, man. That's the reason why I haven't gone to the gym. But also, too, I've been super busy. Um, What was the last update? So on my house, like, I don't know if everybody knows or I'm pretty sure I shared it on the podcast, but I'm not 100% sure. My wife's grandmother is 91 years old and she was living on her own for a long time. And finally, early this year, 2019, she started falling a lot in her apartment and having like health issues um, to the point where she was going to the hospital for a couple of days, coming home in the morning and then going back to the hospital in the afternoon with a new um, issue or, you know, extending issue. Long story short, at the hospital, the doctors recommended that she not live alone anymore so we moved her into we came up with the idea to move her into my house um reason being she cannot walk upstairs and my in-laws they have a two-story house 
So the only other place where she could have really gone was here. And my wife wasn't, um, and my mother-in-law wasn't necessarily into moving her into um, a nursing home. But anyways, whatever. So we decided to build an addition to my house and like build her own room, build her own bathroom, this, that, or the other. Well, that changed into me expanding my kitchen, me getting a new bathroom, like adding on to um, expanding my bathroom to make it into a huge bathroom, you know, adding on to not adding on, uh, but building a new kitchen, all of this stuff that like our business does, like my family's business does my and father-in-law does. So, so that's what we're doing. And it's just like, like today. So the addition is onto the back of the house and I had to prime the walls. Like we had, we put like concrete up on the walls. So like I had to get like a paint primer because I'm going to paint the house, uh, the back of the house tomorrow. So I had to get all that done. So it was like, I'm like super busy. So, which means I also can't go to the gym because I'm busy, you know, I need to get to the fucking gym. Like, you know, with the excuses, like I'm trying to fool everybody, bro. Like I need to get to the gym. So what's going on, everybody? Your boy is back with another podcast. I know that uh, I was supposed to, and I'm still sticking to the every Monday release schedule. It's just for this one. D-Lord had some uh, scheduling this, that, or the others, so we just pushed it to Tuesday, and I'm releasing it Wednesday, so you guys will get this Wednesday, September, September, fuck, July 17th, bro, like, I, it is 10.46 p.m. at night where I'm recording this, so I'm super tired, and I'm baked from the sun. I don't wear any sunscreen or hat. I just wear glasses like when I'm outside and like I am baked, 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 tired, 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 tired. So ah, whatever. Fuck it. Anyways. um, So, yeah. So on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to keep the intro short because we do kind of run long on this episode of the podcast. I invite my friend. My brother, a good homie of mine, a good dude. D-Lord is a good dude. Um, you guys might know him from Twitter. You guys might know him. I'm pretty sure we met through Nini's Colin show. Shout out to the Nini FC, who he and I are figuring out dates to either get him on in the beginning of September or the end of August to have him on. I haven't figured it out. I got. I'm working on getting you guys uh different guests i wouldn't want to say better guests because at the end of the day um i have people on my show who i want to talk to um whether that's friends family members who people i consider within my extended family group um anybody that i feel like would be a dope conversation to talk about chelsea football in the future i want to be i want to get interview other people outside of the footballing world maybe i may do a couple of it you know podcasts a year about that um just interview dope people i think that's like i don't know i like i personally like talking to people but uh chelsea from the chelsea aspect so i'm working on getting everybody i'm getting different guests within the chelsea universe so you guys got to give me you know 
time or whatever. Um, but give me some suggestions. Send me a tweet. DM me. Give me some suggestions on who you guys want to see on the show. Uh, I think, not I think, I know this weekend we have Simon Phillips. Um, next weekend we got Joe Tweedy. August is family month. Um, so the only person that's outside what I want to quote unquote call within my, the family is uh, George. Uh, he's a content creator. He he has a podcast. He has a YouTube channel. He's like 13 years old, but I love like his hustle and drive that he has like to put out content within the Chelsea universe, man. Like he has a bigger set of balls than I ever had at that age, man. And and I respect that. Like balls, courage, bravery. There's no number. There's no age bracket that that you know that you have to be to be able to have that within you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you either have it or you don't. And this kid definitely, definitely has it at 13, man. Just, like, sharing his his opinions, his thoughts, you know, on YouTube and stuff. I know at that age, I definitely was not capable of handling or running or doing anything other than playing sports you know going outside and chasing a ball and playing video games man so this kid is well 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 ahead of me um in maturity when we were the same age man so and then after that in august get josh banks rogue one elias daniel forward i mean forward thinking uh, spoiler is regular name is daniel that might not even be his real name but anyways and then nini so that's gonna round up august uh september i'm already lining up guests man so i'm just you know keeping the ball rolling september i'm gonna i'm working on two podcasts in particular two guests in particular one um i know for sure i would get but two i'm working on getting a sports medicine doctor onto the podcast i tried to get him on earlier uh last year like around april right around when when cho got hurt when colin hudson adoy got hurt i wanted to get him on the podcast so he can kind of talk to us what a achilles injury generally speaking what is you know what does that look like but it didn't work out um timing wise but now there's a better chance that we can get them on. So I think that'll be really dope, man. Really interesting to talk to a doctor, even though they can't, they won't be able to tell us exactly what's going on at the very minimum. They can give us an insight and idea on what we, what, you know, some of the, what we can expect from some of these injuries, like, you know, Ruben Loftus cheek. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention on social media. He's already starting to work out, uh, Reese James had an injury, had his surgery for his ankle. I think it was end of last week for some ligaments and stuff. And, you know, uh, Callum Hudson, Adoy, all these guys, it appears that their recovery time will be pretty quick. So just get some more insight on what these injuries are. And then I'm also, I got to talk to a buddy of mine. He actually grew up playing within the men's national team uh, system and he never was selected 
officially and he never got his cap for the men's uh, American men's national team. But he was involved in that ecosystem, in that environment. And he was definitely within the, the group to be selected. Um, and I want to talk to him so you can give kind of share some shed some light on what the hell is going on in the United States. Why we can't produce a competitive team, at least get his opinion on it, um, because he definitely was in that world. This guy's 40. Sean is 40. Three forty-four, and to this day the man is still a baller bro like when that when he puts his you know brings his foot back to rifle off a shot we play with those futsal balls that are heavier like you really got to make a decision when he's putting heat on the ball it, whether you want to get in the way or not like you got to think like all right i can't my fingers open i got to punch the ball or i gotta block it somehow because you can seriously get hurt and i've seen people try to you know try to block his shot normally and they jam their finger or they turn the wrong way and it hits him in the wrist one dude man like he got hit in the stomach and and he went down um so i definitely want to get him on just to just to see like what's his perspective so anyways, but that's all I got. I don't want to keep it long because like I said, the podcast is pretty long because it's a good conversation with the homie D Lord. We talk about um Chelsea, the preseason, Frank Lampard. We talk about we even talk about where Gareth Bale, Neymar, the Pogba situation. We talk about, you know, just all that, just general football talk towards the end. But for the most part, we we stick it we stick to Chelsea and you know, he gives his thoughts and opinions on what's going on currently at the club and where he sees the club finishing at the end of the year. So that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys on the back end of the episode. Um talk to you soon. Later. What's going on, everybody? I'm joined by my homie, by my brother, none other than the D Lord, the Don. What's going yeah, on, yeah, homie? Yeah. I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Me- founding sure. member D Lord and I and Nini, we 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 we're a part of the founding members of the Gap Tooth Gang. GTG. <laughs> GTG, GTG, not to be fucked with. The Gap Tooth Gang is in the building. There's always, there always needs to be a member of the Gap Tooth Gang present at all times. And, you know, still recruiting, still hiring, still recruiting. And we don't want any, yo, if you got, if you, if you were part of the Gap Tooth Gang, from birth, when you and, and, and you got your adult teeth came in, and then you threw braces on it. Not having it. No nope. fakers allowed. You need to rep that gap tooth strong to the death. To the death. Mm-hmm. To the death. All day, every day. All day, G-G-G. every day. <laughs> so we, D Lord, like you and I Yo. have been going back and forth. Um online on twitter for for a minute now i'm like yo i gotta get my brother back on, onto the show onto the show uh, yeah, if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know d lord um he shares his opinions on the club a lot sometimes he and i don't agree but more often than not we agree um let's get into it first yep 
how after the season that we had with under Maurizio Sarri, now yeah. we got Frank Lampard, now the new direction of the club. How are you feeling like overall with the direction of the club, with the environment of the club, with with what it appears on the outside Chelsea are trying to achieve? How are you feeling? Okay, so you know, when Sorry came in, like I thought, okay, this is this is gonna be like the beginning of, you know, a, a, a settling period where there's no controversy coming with the club anymore. We're just gonna go. It's a new season, it's a new era, you know, we're transitioning from a style of play to a possession based style of play. And this is gonna be the beginning where we'll have a manager that's going to stay, you know, longer than a season or or two, you know. We're going to get that uh, continuity for a while that we haven't had, you know. But we started off great, you know, then it went crazy after we met our our now current manager because he was the (laughs) – he set up the – what would you call it? He he set up the way that everybody played against That's, us. Uh, like, yeah, he was he was the one that told everybody this is how you play against the style of uh, Mauricio Sarri's sorry ball, quote unquote, as people like to call it. So um, it was a difficult period, and then um, you know all hell breaks loose. You watch Chelsea without controversy. The press were just you know killing us all it, the time. All always, you know, it always happens. I actually, felt I felt I felt sorry for him because I did too. You know, like he was put in a position where he didn't. He he literally just had to hit the ground running. Like he literally barely had any preseason. You know, and I know people always go back to oh, like he needs to look at the youth and he'll. How come he never looked at the youth? I'm like, he didn't have any preseason. By the time he got here, half of the youth or all forty five youth players were already on loan. We're already on loan, so who is he looking at? The 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 sixteen year olds and the seventeen year olds? That's not happening. He needs to understand this squad, and like people didn't get that, you know. So I think um, there's been a lot of tension building for a long time, and it just happened that Sari was the one that took the brunt of everybody's frustration, especially with the fact of his communication skills. People need to remember, like English is not his first language, so you have to read in between the lines. You know, you, you have to be able to kind of like understand what he's trying to say, even though he he says it so so blunt, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people weren't used to that and the precious the precious took it and just ran with it and it was it was it was a fun day for them. But um anyway, before I <laughs> go off on a whole new rant. Um basically how do I feel about the whole well, I was quite disappointed that he left, you know. Um, I don't blame him. You know, I don't blame him because he hit every he he hit every target. Like we finished third, um, we won the Europa League. Uh, He got us to a a final with Manchester City that we should have won. We should have won. You know, so to me, he kind of overachieved. You know, Um, and then the same thing that always happens every year. It's a revolving door, Chelsea. He's gone, and then now we got a transfer ban. So I think the club had to go get someone like Lampard. And 
to be honest with you, I'm never gonna lie. I was thinking to myself, this this is just crazy, you know. Like he's only just started managing um, Derby, you know, um, and now he's the manager of Chelsea. Chelsea Football Club. So I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit, I was a bit frustrated, but you know, I had to sit back and watch my good friend Nini's videos. <laughs> shout out to the to down. the homie. Hey, shout out to Nini, man. Like that, if you're not following that guy, follow that guy. That's the best Chelsea account, you know, that you could follow, you know. But um, yeah, just watching his videos and the kind of common uh, objectiveness he brings, you know, when describing Chelsea, you know, I was, I was thought to myself, you know what? I would give I would give Lampard a, a chance, you know, what's what's there to lose, you know, but the only thing is I'm not holding my breath. No. Because I do not trust the Chelsea board whatsoever. I see what they're doing. They're bringing Peter Cech back. Yeah, I think Didier Drogba was coming back. I think, um, who else is coming back? They um, said uh, Claude McAuley's coming back. Claude I mean, McAuley, all these names. You and... know, Balak. I mean, and, and again, these are not... <sighs> I mean, you see the same thing I see. Like, I've never once heard the club say, we're bringing McAuley back. We're bringing Drogba back. We're bringing uh, 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 Balak back. I've never, I, it just, all of a sudden, these names start getting thrown into the Twitterverse. And we yeah. start seeing all these names start coming up. But never once have I seen the club, you know, say, yeah, this guy's coming back. Unless they're already signed. Like, Unless they're I think, an employee I think it, I think already. It falls, uh, I think it's like, you know when you get a manager to come and manage your club mm-hmm. and for clickbait, the press or the media will just run with, okay, let's see who who did that manager manage before? What team did they manage? And yeah. what players can we link to the club? Like wherever, if, if a manager comes from Inter Milan, we are getting linked with Inter Milan players. Or yeah, we are getting straight away. For players that where the, the country of that uh, manager has come from. It's always the case. If it's a Portuguese manager, we're getting linked with Portuguese players. If it's an Italian manager, we're getting linked with Italian players. And since we hired Lampard and he brings back Jordi Morris and Peter Cech becomes, you know, the new technical, it's not a director, whatever his role is, um, it's only right that we are going to be linked with all these other old school Chelsea players, you know, whether they do come or not, I don't know, but we'll sit and watch and see what happens. Yep. So, all right. So we got Lampard back. Um, I know you and I had spoken about this beforehand and I agreed that before I wasn't necessarily too thrilled. I wouldn't say thrilled, but optimistic that Lampard was going to be able to do, be not even be able to do, but more so be successful as the manager of Chelsea this early in his career. But, um, bro, after that first press conference, I felt tremendous. Like, I felt more secure. I felt, you know, that this is the right guy for the job. Um, maybe not. Maybe he could be a little bit more prepared, but that's any everything in life. I mean, you know, you're never the saying goes that when you're when you know when you become a parent, 
Ti Lord, I'm, I, I don't know if you know you share the same feelings that I did, but I know I wasn't I wasn't ready, uh, yeah, nor mentally, mentally or, or 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 financially ready to have a kid. And then you have a kid, and you're like, eh, this is not too bad. Like you know, you you, you just make you know, you figure it out. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't think that Lampard would ever feel like he's ready for the job until you're you're in the job. But now that he's in the job, I mean, shit, we've had two preseason games. Um, he hasn't lost. So, I mean, I guess from tying the first game, not losing, I mean, winning 4-0 the second game, we can assume that we're winning the Champions League this year, no? Uh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know about all of that. No, but, um, I think I stepped I, too I, far on that I, one. <laughs> yeah, I stepped too far. You, you took two steps too far. <laughs> Shit, but, I think um, I took a jumbo jet clear across <laughs> the country. <laughs> and maybe I'm in a rocket ship into outer space too far. Yeah, you lot are getting gassed. <laughs> like, I never take preseason. I never take preseason results. Neither. You know, to me, it's just it's just fitness and just trying to see, you know, how certain people play together you know so so that's that's cool my i think more the thing with lampard for me was i think one it came too early for him you know yes am i am i happy he's got the job um i wasn't but now i am i am you know because like you said you after the press conference you know like he said a lot of things that a lot of people want to hear and my only issue is not really with, I think my issue is not really with him, is do I 100% trust the board to back him? Because this is the thing that the board haven't backed <laughs> any of the last couple of managers that we had in terms of when things hit the fan, yep. they just go silent. Well, I guess that's what Peter Cech is here for, and he would you know, answer any Q&As that, that arise. We didn't have that last season. So I guess the club is maybe trying to rectify that that problem that they know that they've had where there's been this radio silence of whenever someone like Sari, for example, needed, you know, backing. a backup, yep. needed backing from from those aboard, um, he never got it once. Never. And they just left him to be sacrificed and slaughtered, <laughs> you know. It, so, I think the same thing was with Conte, too. I don't ever remember. Con- yeah, yeah, Conte as well. Like, it got to Mourinho. Just, he, he felt like it was him against the world. Mourinho felt like that, you know. Sorry, felt like that. So yeah. Lampard comes across it. I, first of all, he's a media darling. So that's kind of like a different shift to what we've normally, what we've had before yeah. in the past. So it's going to be interesting to see how the media go about because it won't take them too long before they start bringing out their clothes and start, you know. I hate that, man. I really hate that. Like, and we already know. We already know what's going to happen. Just like in seasons past, history tells us something about end of December, January, February, the team, no matter how well they're doing, manage to lose their way and to grow and to go through a rough patch and during it's the chelsea way it's the yeah. chelsea way we it's we've had it we've had it you know for for years now even when we had all those players that are legends like didier drogba the john terry's the yep. Chess, lampards the balak the mackerel we've always had it yep. like we get to 
November. It's like I call it the <laughs> the blackout the blackout part of the season where it's like uh, everything that can go wrong goes wrong. Yeah, and then somehow by March we managed to kind of figure out. What's going on? I don't know. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe when the the weather gets better, then the team play better. I'm not too sure. I have no idea but, what it is. But I during that time, it it's always it's inevitable that the stories are going to start coming out, that the players don't like the player. It, you know, sorry is running one day, one day training, you know, training once a day. Uh, the players come out, you know, the reports are coming out that the players hate that. And then it's, uh, no, Conte had two times a day, but no music in the afternoon. Uh, the players all hate that. <laughs> and Mourinho, uh, he divided the locker room by, or the dressing room by alphabetical order instead of number order. Like, the, the, and the players all hate that. It's always something yeah, with, it's with always that something. the media finds. And, and, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, the media could be right. But I, I'm more inclined to believe that it can't be because there's always something. So the question is, what is going to happen, you know, December 2019, January 2020, February 2020, when the media inevitably comes out with their stories? I'm, I cannot wait to see the stories this year. What are they going to invent this year for this team and why he's getting the sack. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the, how the club responds. How, if they are going to let Frank Lampard kind of take all the, uh, you know, all the heat alone. Or are they going to back him? Um, we, I mean, they didn't, when he, when, when he was played for us, he didn't get a send off then. So you know what's exactly. gonna what's that's, gonna that's, happen that's another that's another point i raised like i know a lot of people are so excited about lampard which we should be you know he's, yeah. a, he's a chelsea legend you know to us the fans we know how much he means to to the club but do the club or the board know how much he means to us because you can clearly see the way that our uh, legends have been treated i can't remember i think maybe john terry was, was the, the only, only one. one john terry was the only one drug by the really second got, time where they lifted proper, him up yeah Drogba, and that was just like you know uh, we'll, li we'll lift you up that's the second time he came yeah lampard had already he left through the back door drug left through the back door uh peter check you know, end of the yeah. season with the whole Couture issue, uh, issue just ended Fucking up at Arsenal. Snake. Like, I mean, these are, these are people who bled Chelsea. So if you're treating them like that, like, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't, forgive me for not having a lot of faith in, in the future and how they might treat Lampard like will they back him can I honestly say oh yes they're gonna back him this season they're gonna give them their time this season I can't honestly say that because of what history have told me about our board members it does look like they are trying to make a change I'll give them the benefit of the doubt but am I gonna hold my breath I'm not holding my breath I do hope they allow him to do his job but one thing I like about Lampard he's always 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 face 
adversity and always comes out on top. So I believe, I do believe one thing, he will be able to handle himself during those dark periods. He will be able to handle himself. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But we, we, we shall see. Um, so like we touched on before, we've already had two preseason games to kind of, you know, test the waters, kind of get a sense of what's coming. Um, this season, what Chelsea is going to look like 2019-2020. And I don't know about you, but I honestly have no idea what the hell this team's going to look like in March based off of the first two games that I saw. I I, I don't I, like how anybody, when I see people coming up with, you know, breakdowns of this, what formation are they playing here? I don't see that shit. I, I just see, I know the players, I know the positions that they're in, I know if we have four midfielders, or if we have three midfielders, I, I know all of that, but I, I just, in all sports, I don't look at the preseason like that, that's not the eyes to look at it with, hell, yeah. I don't look at that shit until, you know, after a month, when we're five games in, six games in, then yeah. talk to me, then talk to me, then we can tell yeah. Uh, last year, I noticed Jorginho. I noticed sorry that I, I the the one thing I picked up immediately is how Jorginho was bouncing around the pitch, organizing. I picked up on that right away because that was blatantly obvious. But yeah. now I, I I don't see that. So what I'm looking at more is what do the players look like? Um, and. You know, one one dude that has the 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 spotlight on him is where, especially with our striker situation, is Mishi Bashiwai in the first game. Boom, he yeah. started a party with with a goal. What did you see? I mean, in the first game, and even I mean, even the second game, because you know we can combine the two the two matches overall, 180 minutes. What are you seeing? <clears throat> I like Mitch. I like Mitchy. You know, I do like Mitchy. He's po- possibly our best finisher in the box. He's that fox in the box. He's strong. He's uh, he can shoot with either foot, left foot, right foot. And, and he, he seems like busy. a good dude. Like you, yeah, like you he's, he's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah, like he, you want him to succeed, man. His personality off the pitch is also great. You know, so he's got a good. Uh, camaraderie off the pitch you know on the pitch you can see he's a winner you know he's you know we we haven't really had a lot of good luck with strikers um uh, but given what we have we have tammy abraham Giroud, and michi beshawai now all of them have their good points all of them have their bad points you know Giroud is Giroud is excellent technically, but he's supremely slow. So it depends on the formation that we're going to go with. It depends on if Pulisic is going to start this season. I know he's just come back from the Gold Cup. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll start. I think we're possibly going to go with William and Pedro, which I'm hoping we we don't, or we go with one of them because they have to alternate between the two. We can't have both of them on the pitch. Um, we need that young blood. Yeah. For some reason, I feel like we might start off with a diamond formation. I'm not too sure. I think we might start off with a diamond formation. I think it will possibly be 
two strikers with Mason Mount as the number 10, and you have Kovacic and Kante and then Jorginho at the base. I think that's how we, we might start the season. And we'll probably will start off with either Giroud and Mitchie up front. In a de- it's, okay. So yeah, wait a minute. So walk me through this. So the back four... I, I think the back four, four is going to look very similar to what um, Sorry would wheel out week in, week out when we finally got the Sorry 11. Well, um, if you if we look at uh, Ro Rudiger's injured, so yeah. I would go with Kurt Zuma and David Luiz Agreed. as the centre-back pairing. That has to be the centre-back pairing. For, in fact, that should be the centre-back pairing for the season. Emerson left back without a shadow of a doubt. Agreed. Aspilicueta uh, as a right back. You know, Reese James is injured. I don't know how long it'll take him to, to get back to full fitness, but we just got to look at that. That's Aspilicueta's spot right now. So he's a club captain now. Um, I'm not sure what Lampard is going to do in regards to the captain situation, but I'm guessing he's possibly going to stick with Aspilicueta. And if he does, I think he's going to play quite a lot of games, you know, so... It's going to be a backline of Aspilicueta, hopefully, um, Kurt Zuma, David Luiz, and Emerson. Agreed. Agreed. I think I love Christensen, um, but Zuma is such an animal. He is such an animal, such an athlete. He is a baller, a baller. And he brings something to that backline that, that, I don't see Christensen doing. Um, my only fear is that I think David Luiz and Zuma are might be too similar. I think David Luiz brings an extra special something to the back line, and 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 so does Zuma. In the same, like they they have a same a similar playing style, and they when it comes to center back pairings. I mean, history has shown us that, you know, there's one dog and then there's the general, you know? And I think this might be the best time for David Luiz and Zuma to be paired up. Um, But because David Luiz is, is you know, a lot more calm um, now in his later years as opposed to younger. Yeah. But, but... You know, I do see them the same. I see them both as dogs, just the same way if you go to Juventus. I think you want Bonucci knocking on your door and being like, yo, we have a problem. Let's sit down and talk about it. The person you do not wanting to knock on that door is Chiellini. Chiellini's a dog. Chiellini is a dog. You do not want to see that man. Uh, uh, Pepe. Pepe, when he was at, at Real Madrid, Pepe's a dog. You don't want to see that man. You don't yeah. want to see him. You send <laughs> send me the general. Don't send me the dog. And I think Zuma and Luis, while they're not as ruthless as they are, but they got the dog in them. Um, but but that's but that's a good thing because oh you, yeah, you, yeah, you, have, you definitely you need that. Two, you have two center backs who can who can show that they can adapt. Like Luis, if you want to scrap, he will scrap. Yeah. You know? And he always likes to get, you know, touch tight. And he's excellent with the ball on his feet. You know, a lot of people keep 
you know, I think Gary Neville has put in a lot of people's heads that, you know, like he's not a great defender. Yes, he's made a few he's made a few, you know, a few mistakes, but he's rarely made any massive mistakes, you know, recently. Like a lot of time and people fail to realise a lot of the times when he makes if he makes a mistake, it's because something has gone wrong elsewhere. Yeah. I.e. the left back position where we had uh, a one Marcus Alonso who every time Louise being the person as he is, you can see how he is off the pitch with the with the with the with the kids, the new kids and the up and coming uh, Chelsea player. Just his just his demeanor. He's always looking to help people. He's always looking to help integrate people. That's how he plays. So when someone like Marcus Alonso gets caught off, you know you know, off the ball or whatever, and he's out of position, it's David Luiz trying to get across to cover for him and yep. ends up, you know, he, somebody beats him. He hasn't really got the legs anymore where he's 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 as quick. So yep. if he gets beaten, every, he's the one name everyone's going to, oh, look at Luiz, he's done it again. He's, you know, but you're not looking at the whole context of the game of why he's out of position or why he's, you know, he's done this a lot. So it's, it's a bit, it's a bit, um, it's a bit crazy when I hear people the comments I see on social media about slandering that David Louise. You know, to me, <laughs> it just goes off my head. I just like I, I like Louise and yeah, playing with someone like Kurt Zuma, I think we'll see a lot less mistakes. Well, I don't think we'll see as many mistakes or whatever, if that's what you want to call it. I think those two will be a brilliant partnership. They complement each other. You know. Louise, I mean, Louise is excellent in the air and yep. Zuma is a beast in the air. Zuma is, to me, possibly our best defender. You know, you can't beat him in the air, you can't outpace him, and you can't outstrength him. I mean, shit, man. Like, you like remember that's... when he was a kid? That man was a baby when he, when, when, when uh, when who, who paired him up together? Was it Mourinho in the second season? Yeah, they paired up John Terry and Zuma together, Zuma was everywhere, getting stuck in on tackles. The man was everywhere, bombing down the touchline, killing himself. Exactly. And People forget that Kurt Zuma at St. Etienne was St. Etienne's captain. He's captain. He's got captain material. It's just unfortunate yep. that he had that injury. Yep. And a lot of people say, oh, but he went Stoke and blah, blah, blah. And he went, well, who cares? He was he was just getting matched with. Now he's fully fit. Yep. And now we will see the real Kazuma. And I bet you everybody's gonna be like, oh, yeah, he's this, he's great, he's blah blah blah. But you were slandering him, you know. I hear people saying that he should be sold. We should send him to Everton. Like, come on, like, no. Are you crazy? Like, you know. Uh, Hell no. Listen, listen. I, I think Chelsea is in a beautiful position. And this is the one thing that I'm very optimistic for Frank, Frank Lampard being here over uh, Maurizio Sarri. Look at our center backs. I don't want to hear any talk of getting a center back in. David Luiz, yeah. Kurt Zuma, Christensen, Rudiger. You could, be, you could have next season, I would, you would assume that whenever, the, whenever father time catches up to David Luiz, whether it's next season or two either way, you can have a center back pairing of Zuma fill in the blank with Rudiger Christensen. I personally believe that Christensen is the general 
out of out of out of all the center backs that we have, oh. um, he isn't that like the dog. So like I'm I'm okay with him, you know, taking the not being one of the starters. But next year, I would love to see a center back pairing of Christensen and Zuma, Christensen and Rudiger. Like even though we've seen that with Christensen with another year on him. Um but you know I, I'm I'm optimistic Frank Lampard coming in because I I'm I'm a hundred percent sure we're not gonna see what we saw this year with Aspie playing like he played eighty games straight this year. Yeah, that, that was crazy. I, I, that was crazy. I, 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 I'm, 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 I know I'm exaggerating with that number of eighty games, but you know whether it's sixty or it's eighty, the man was playing games on Thursday and having to run out there on Sunday to play Thursday again to play ninety minutes. It's not like yo he was playing a half an hour then whatever. No, he was playing a full ninety. There are yeah. some miles on that leg, on those legs. So this is one thing that I'm very optimistic for Frank Lampard because I'm pretty sure, or I'm I'm hoping that he is gonna rotate. That in things like you know the opening rounds of the FA Cup, we don't need to have when we're playing who knows what town from you know, and we go there we're, we're, when we're playing. What was it? Who did we play? Just play Bohemian. And yeah. uh, and the other one, the one was, we just played uh, on Saturday, St. Patrick. St. Patrick. Yeah. When we're playing teams like that in the FA Cup, even though I know that we're not going to play St. Patrick's or Brazilian no, in the Scottish, FA Cup, yeah. but <laughs> when we're playing teams of similar nature, that oh, we're wheeling out Aspie for games like that. We don't need to. Those are the games for Reese James. You know. Yeah. The, those type. Those are the games for teams that, that for the players on our squad that need uh, they need to to. You know, play against lower caliber, like players like Marcus Alonso. Like he doesn't need to be playing in our big games. He can play yeah. <laughs> against the shittier teams. But yeah. like you know, our center backs, I'm perfectly happy with. Hell, I I do agree that a new we we definitely need to get a left back in. But you know, having a left back of Marcus Alonso and Emerson for now, I get. I mean. I mean, for now, for we, now, we I mean, we really can't do anything about it. But for now, I get it. It could be worse. You know, it could be much worse. For now, it it's be. it's it is what it is. Our right back, we don't need like Aspie, Reese James. I cannot wait to see Reese James out of all of our youngsters <laughs> going into this season. I think I'm the most excited for Reese James. I I swear to God, I am. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Like this is this is just the typical Chelsea luck that. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, that really, really like kind of gets on my nerves. Is like the the season where we are about to give the youth a chance, or like you know the academy players of the academy a chance. We have them injured. Yep. We have Cho injured. We have Reese James injured. We have Loftus Cheek injured. You know, it's 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 crazy. It's always like we always have to. <laughs> we're like the underdogs, you know, that keep yep. you know defying all the odds. But it's like we never actually start off like you know, like fully fully fit. 
with players because even last season I think was it Hazard Hazard didn't really start the beginning of the games you know uh yeah because he was coming off the world cup and he really wasn't hurt hurt but he had he had picked up a couple of injuries that he needed a little bit extra more time exactly so it's just unfortunate I I wish that they was they were fit and you know like I think we'll hit the ground running yeah hold on um I have hold on I have a little picture of Eden Hazard next to my laptop, and every single time his name gets brought up on the podcast, I give it a little kiss. <laughs> I miss him. Um, um, I I think I'm just gonna pretend now that he's at Real. I'm just gonna pretend he still plays for Chelsea. I've been doing it on uh, Twitter. I think I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. Every goal he scores, he scores it for Chelsea. Um, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try that. See what happens. <laughs> FIFA this year, he's not the first thing. I'm gonna open the package. The first thing I'm gonna do, uh, when I put in the the, the disc into my Xbox, is uh, the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna transfer him back to Chelsea. Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm gonna fix the I, I, roster. I, I, I think can't. sometimes you just gotta let certain things go. I will not. Don't you dare. Don't you dare say things like that. I ain't letting him go. I love you. I love you, Eden. I still can't believe he's gone. It's like, but I've I've accepted it. It's like, you know what? It's time to to move on. You know, like I said it during the game, during the St. Patrick's game. St. Patrick's? Is that who? I swear to God, we played Bohemian and we played St. Patrick's. Every I time keep... I hear the name St. Patrick's, I just think of power. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was like, oh, man, it's so nice that Frank Lampard's resting hazard for these meaningless preseason games. Yo, people were like, you're stupid. I'm going to keep running with it. But uh, so, and then, so you think we're playing the diamond in the midfield. You would have. Kante, Kovacic, and Jorginho playing in your midfield. I mean, shit, that's a sorry midfield if I've ever seen one. Yeah, and then we have Mason Mount. The homie. If if we if, is it just because I have seen Lampard, uh, you know, twice in that preseason used um, the double strikers. Yeah. Um. And I think it's something he's trying to experiment with, and just to see how it, see how it goes, uh, because we don't really have our wingers who are fully fit. I think we only had Pedro. Yeah, he played uh, in the last game. We still don't have yeah. William. He's coming back from uh, from the Gold Cup Copa. De... And I think, oh, no, I, I Copa think America. Got, yeah, I think he's got a knock as well. I think he has a little knee injury. I mean, I think he'll be fit for the start of the season, mm. but I don't think. Oh shit! Lampard will rush, rush him, rush him back. That yeah. So I think Lampard is trying to experiment, and we might see the um, diamond formation because we can't risk all our wingers. You well, know. if 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 he does have an injury, that means Christian Pulisic starts game one, minute one. I, I don't know if he'll start game Who, one. Who's gonna play uh, winger for us? That's what I'm saying. If we play the diamond, we're not playing a winger. Mm. You know, so we would play, uh, it would be, uh, hopefully, Kante on the right, you know, Kovacic mm-hmm. uh, on the left, uh, Jorginho on the base, and um, Mason Mount on the tip of the diamond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, because I'm thinking diamond, I'm thinking 
I'm sorry, because I'm thinking diamond meaning uh four three three and more uh, like you know no, it's not gonna work because you're going. He's going with two strikers. Yeah, yeah. So he'll probably go. Yeah. Uh, he, he, well, he started off with uh, Abraham and um, and Mishi in the second Mishi. game. So he might he might go with that. I only just said Giroud because I know Manchester United have. Uh, I think they're about to acquire Maguire. Yeah, so Harry Maguire. Have, and they always have like a physical presence at the back. So. Somebody like Giroud knows how to handle himself, so it yeah. might be Giroud and, and hell, Michi. it might be Giroud and Michi. Yeah, you know, so yep. it it will definitely keep the back line occupied, and then we could then introduce a Pulisic, like you know, hopefully around the 60th minute, you know, to run rings around. I personally think, from watching him with the national team, with the United States men national team, and he just joined. Uh, he just joined the team in Japan today uh, for his first training session. Did you see? Did you see the little video that they put up? Uh, With his boots. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I did. First of all, let's take a minute. Tell me how beautiful those Nike materials look in the white. With the Dope. blue heel. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. They look beautiful. Beautiful with the big mercurial on the side. Oh, my can, God. Can, can I just say something? When, What's up? When, when, I, when I play, I'm, I'm left-footed, right? Yeah. So, I love it when a team has a left-footed player in the squad. Yeah. We haven't really had a left-footed attacker in the squad for a while. So when we were linked with Pulisic, I was I was not happy. I'm not gonna lie. I was hoping look, we need to get like a uh Riyad Mahrez, we need a Pepe, you know, we need you a know left but then we signed, signed Pulisic. So I wasn't too I wasn't too impressed with the signing because I didn't know what like it just came out of nowhere, you know, and then it's like, well, yeah, they did say the club has been watching him for quite a while. But everybody like, has. You know we, we need goal scoring. We're like, we don't really, our strikers don't really score that much goals. So, and our midfield don't really score that much goals. And yet we're signing another person who doesn't really score that much goals. So that was kind of frustrating for me. But having just, you know, trying to be objective and not just, you know, look at things like emotionally, because I, it's something I'm, I'm, I've, I've learned to do over yeah. the past few years where you kind of have to, you always have to be objective, always have to be objective. And I've, I've looked at this guy from every angle, his mentality, his attitude, his, even his footballing ability. And I'm like, you know what? This boy could be something special for Chelsea. Like, I, I've, I've been no short of impressed with this guy. I'm like, telling I'm you, the Cup, and I'm like, okay, yeah. The only thing is, okay, yeah, you're playing Jamaica, you're playing like all these other countries that are not really kind of great. So, you know, there's a certain way to look at it, but it's just the application. I'm just looking at him, and the fact that he just cut his holiday short and said, you know, I just want to get with the team and get in preseason. He just wants to get down and dirty. I'm like, you know what? I like this guy. I like this guy. I'm just hoping that because he hasn't really had a rest yet, like we don't throw him into the deep end so early, same, and then same. we then end up with a with a Cho situation, or you know, 
when we rush players back like Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm just hoping that. So I think we're not going to see him start games straight away. But when he comes on, gosh, he's going to be electrifying. I, I, um, one thing I am concerned with, he has had a little bit of an injury issue. Um, just, it always seems like he's missing time because of something, whether it's a, you know, a, a knock, a, a this, a that, there's always something like comparative. Uh, it's a terrible comparison, but you know, Eden Hazard never had anything major. Yeah, he would, you know, miss a game, but it was rare. He really, I mean, outside of him hurting himself in the Euros where he, he broke his ankle or, you know, like fractured a bone in his ankle, he really wasn't, had an extended, like, injury issue. Whether, but Pulisic has uh, not anything major, like six months or anything like that, that I can, re- yeah. off the top of my head, remember, but, you know, yeah, a month here, two months there. Every it seems like every season, but from what I've seen, and this is goes back to an argument that I made against a player, uh, against Marcus Alonso. When you are playing inferior competition, I should not be able to have a hard time figuring out who is better than who. If you play, for example, Dilo, you and I are the same age. You and I go out right now to go play against some 10-year-old kids in football. Nobody on that pitch should be saying, oh, I think these two guys are, or or, these 10-year-olds are just as good as these two guys. I'll be goddamned if there's a single 10-year-old on planet Earth that's going to ball me up in any sport. I'll be Fast. goddamned. I'm I'm a Fast. grown ass man with pride and a son. <laughs> there isn't a ten year old on the planet in any sport, a sport that I've never even played, where you're gonna a physical sport where you're gonna think that that ten year old's gonna ball me up or anything like that. I'll fucking break the kid's leg before I lose. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I use that point to say. Marcus Alonso, how many games have we played in the early rounds of the FA Cup, and you're like. Isn't Marcus Alonso better than these guys? Like, isn't he supposed to be better than the than his opposition? And he's not. How many games did we play in the Europa League where we're legit playing against part-time farmers? And we're looking at Marcus Alonso make mistakes going, uh, wait a minute. Like, bro, like you're what you you theoretically should be if we had to make a list of the 10 best left backs in the world or 20 best left backs in the world theoretically you should be on that list if not having somebody arguing for you to be on that list and your play is not saying that well we're playing who knows who from from some small town in serbia Uh, well didn't we play a red star or something like that Yeah, but one of those teams, and no disrespect to them, but they are what they are. They are a team that plays in a weak uh, 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 league. So our, you know, you would assume that our players would be significantly better. And Marcus Alonso, no. But you look at Christian Pulisic in the Gold Cup, and for me, against Jamaica, best player on the pitch. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Every game that I saw him, he stands out as one of the best players on the pitch. And he's only 20. 
Exactly. That's what I like to see. That's what exactly. I want to see. You you may not okay, so you're 20 and you're not the best player on the pitch, but I'm making significant arguments for you being on the best player on the pitch, and that's what I want to see. And that's what we see for him. So I look at him as a whole. I see at worst, we're sitting here six years later, seven years later, and we're like, damn, he was just another Pedro. Damn, he was just another William. But I sit here right now as going, those guys are not going to be on this team next year, so we need to replace them. And I'm getting a 20-year-old right now that can easily replace them. That's a win. That's, That's a win. A definite win. That's a win because at the very minimum, you need like we were having this conversation, or I don't know if you were a part of the group chat this morning, but yo, I look at the roster like FIFA. No, t- you can't have a roster with player you know all one through 11 where they're in their 90s you're gonna get some players in the 80s you're gonna look at your overall roster there's gonna be a 77 there's gonna be you know a 75 thrown in there and that's okay so if christian pulisic at worst he tops out you know as an 85 on fifa that's okay. He doesn't have to be a 90-whatever like Eden Hazard. You know, and, and that that's the same. Those same ratings translate to real life. It's okay if Christian Pulisic is an 80. It's okay if that's the best that he can do. That's fine. Yeah. Because we because can it's, always it's all, buy it's a 90. I think it's all about the yeah. system. And that's, that, that's one thing I'm quite excited about. Um, if we get the right system... You know, everyone keeps saying, oh, like, yeah, Hazard is gone. Like, yeah, we were a one-man team. Yes, we were. Uh, mm-hmm. He's gone now. But the fact that he's gone now, uh, I think, allows the team to kind of not depend on one player anymore. So now we have, well, potentially, we can have Callum Hudson-Odoi on the left. Yep. And Christian Pulisic on the right. On the right. To me, that to me, that's frightening for any, any fullback. <laughs> And we have them putting in great crosses for a great poacher like Mitchy. Like yep. the, the the squad fits, and if we can add a Reese James who can get down the line and whip and crosses. And same, we have an Emerson who can get down the line. You know, like and, and if we can get like a Ruben off the sheet back, um, even like a Mason Mount. And we do have players. I'm not saying. I don't know about winning the league. That's that's not going to happen uh, anytime soon, <laughs> the way City and Liverpool are going on. But we can kind of build on this foundation, you know, and players like Pulisic will be part of that. I do generally feel like we do have a gem on our hands. And by any sort of injuries, um, he will develop into... Um, a great player. Uh, I will I put my so. hand up and say, like, I looked at his stats and say his stats weren't, <laughs> weren't showing me any good reading. Where, like, he's not really a goal scorer and he's not really, doesn't really assist very well. But I think coming to the, like you said, again, he's only 20, you know, and the amount of um, experience he's amassed um, in his time, in that short space, short space of time of a 20-year-old, it's amazing, yeah. and he can only get better. And you can see his aptitude and his his um, 
uh, determination, you can see that he is somebody that's only going to get better and better. So I think we will see, you know, um, a good ret return for our money with Christian Pulisic. I, I, I've said it from the beginning. On the field, I like the, the signing. I, I think at worst, he turns out to be a replacement for Pedro and William. I mean, we've, we've, we, how many times have we, you know, we've watched games where, you know, what, what was it? Two seasons ago, three seasons ago, where, uh, you know, pa William was our best player. Um, he was the player of the season. So slow down. <laughs> I, I know what I'm saying. I know, I know what slow I'm saying. Down. We gotta, you gotta take that into context. You know, like I, what I, I said, I I within the context, context <laughs> that we had a shit season. Which exactly. was the fifteen? If there was the the sixteen, fifteen, sixteen season, it was a shit season. Yeah, you know. But again, you know, it's not a bad thing that we just signed a guy that is going to replace a player that uh, that he turns out to be at worst a player that won the player of the season for us one season. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's not such a bad thing. Now off the pitch, I I fucking love it. Chelsea Football Club is come the start of the season is going to be everywhere scooping up all of, you know you know american fans left right and center sending money to the club so we can then you know buy better players if if we need to buy better players in certain positions whatever the case may be off the pitch i fucking love it um so like you know like i i think i think we need to you know he's only 20 but you're right. Like, look at how many times, like, this, we've been Hazard FC, and, and for good reason. Like, the guy's one of the best players in the world. But, you know, just with national teams, Brazil plays better without Neymar. Uh, Portugal, when they won the Euros, they were doing phenomenal. And then yeah. Ronaldo gets hurt, and they do a little bit better. So, without the focal point, I mean, in the preseason, who scored for us? We've had five different guys score for us. Is it that? Uh, Emerson? Mason Mount, um, Mishi, and Giroud. No, four. Four different guys, five different goals. Uh, five, you know, five goals in total. Yeah, yeah. In seasons past, you know, if it's five goals scored, we would assume two of them are coming from Hazard. Yep, you know, both Hazard. You know, most goals are coming from Hazard, so... I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you said it. Like, I think... That this could be the start of something beautiful, like you know, Mason Mount. He just signed a five-year deal. He's gonna be linking up with with Christian Pulisic. He just got here. Callum Hudson Adore exactly. should be should be signing his deal any day now. If all things, if what we know uh, uh, is true and things are going moving down that you know in that direction, he should be signing those three guys right there. Callum Hudson Adore, eighteen years old. Mason Mount. How old is Mason Mount? He looks 12, but he's got to be what? I think he's 20. 20. Yeah, Christian Pulisic, 20. 20. Tammy yeah. Abraham, what? 20? I think he's 20, 20, <laughs> 21? I think he's 21, yeah. Something like that? Uh, Ruben, 23. Ruben, know? 23. Um, Zuma, I think he's like 22, 23. Uh, Christensen, you know, Reese James. Reese James. Yeah. Uh, we have... Emerson, people forget Emerson is only like 23, 24. 
And he was 24, yeah. And, and and before his injury, he was talked about being Alexandro's replacement at, at Juventus. Yep. You know, we could be walking, we could be this this transfer ban, we could look back on it in two years, three years from now, when we're seriously knocking on the door with a young core that's been playing together for three years, four years now. And we could be looking at at, at something special. Just like the same way if if all things would have played out, we would have had, at one time, we would have lined up with Eden Hazard on the left. We would have had uh, uh, Kevin De Bruyne in the, in, in the midfield. We would have had Mo Salah on the right. Yeah. We would have had Lukaku. Yes, hindsight is twenty twenty. whatever, with Lukaku now. But we would have had Lukaku lining up as striker. Yeah. You know? We could have had an attack that that attack right there. I don't think on there's no team with a better attack on planet Earth. If we yeah, would have lined we up, definitely, we definitely had the team. We, we had it. We th- yeah. we were building towards what we're asking for now. And if we take a step back and just assess where we're at right now, we could yeah. be on the verge of something special. And we go and 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 now we circle back to how we started off this podcast. If the board can just please stick with this, we, you know, we could be on the verge of something special. We had it a few years ago, and for whatever reason, they blew that team up. You know, we had Oscar. Who knows what how Oscar would have fit into that squad or whatever back in the day. We had Oscar. He's still, you know, he's in China, whatever. He did. We we won't won't have needed Kovacic if Oscar was still around. Exactly. You know, know. we we had players. So if we could just stick with it, fuck, like, we could be on the verge of something and and that's the million dollar question that that I'm sure Frank Lampard is thinking, he goes home every night and thinks about it. Like, will the board... Let's hope they learn their lesson. Let's hope. Let's hope. You know, we can only sit back and hope that as of right now, you, we're all seeing it, that it looks like they have. There looks like they're trying to make amends of, you know, and, and wash themselves of the sins of the past. But you never know with this club. You never yeah. know. That's why hey, I fucking they, love they. it. <laughs> <laughs> Topsy-turvy. Like, I love you know, it. And they keep you on your toes. Yep. You know. That's Chelsea Football Club for you. Keep you on your toes every day, every day. Even when the season ain't even started, we're already having heart attacks. Yep. 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 We're <laughs> will, complaining. Will Charles sign? Will he not sign? It's like, uh. I would love to spend. I think one day I'm going to do it. I'm going to put on like a, a mask. I'm going to put on like, you know, like a disguise. And I'm going to go and, and dabble into, uh, you know, different teams twitters you know twitter verses and your youtube channels to see if they go go through the same dramas that we do is it is it just football or or what we're going through is just special to chelsea no it's football in general fucking hell there's nowhere safe nowhere safe toxic places man you know football communities there's a lot of toxic ones Trust me, it's not just Chelsea. No, we're safe. I think it's nowhere safe. I read a I mean, what the hell's going on in Barcelona with uh, with Griezmann, with Neymar? What, what? Yeah, I think right now the only team that that's came out smelling like roses is Real Madrid signing ten people the first day. <laughs> 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 I don't know. 
And all for like 280. Yeah. Ten ballers. That's a bargain. Ten ballers. The most expensive one, you have one player taking up 80% of, of, you know, or not 80, 50%. Eden Hazard taking up 50% of their 200, you know, million that they spent. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think they're the only ones right now. And even them are I'm going with a little forward. drama with Pogba and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 gonna be very interesting to see how that plays out. Whereas I think I think he goes. Uh, I think he goes. I think Real Madrid need to get rid of. I think the problem Real Madrid is having now is the problem with Gareth Bale. Yeah, they they want to get Gareth Bale off the books. Um, so if they can get him off the books, then Pogba comes in. The problem mm-hmm. they're having now with Gareth Bale is. The only way nobody's picking up his wages because he's on something crazy. I think he's on like six. It might be like six hundred, six hundred no, euros. No, don't say or, that. Don't it's, say it's, that. It's crazy. That's oh why he's. Oh my god. That's, that's why he's staying there. That's why he's sitting down. Shit. And just, he, he's not Would you leave? I'm not leaving anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going. Yo, Gareth, I'm not even coming off the bench. Gareth, <laughs> like, we want to move you like, to. No problem. I'll go wherever you want to go, but make sure that my, that check comes with me. <laughs> that exactly check ain't going saying, nowhere. He's saying because uh, Real Madrid know the only way they can get him off is if they can get him on, get him, send him on loan. Yeah. Elsewhere, and he's saying, I don't want to go on loan. If you're gonna set, get rid of me, sell me. Yeah, and he knows they can't sell him because nobody can afford. <laughs> nobody can afford wages. that. Nobody. So he's riding that contract down because it's like Sanchez. Like who? Who's gonna no, pick up that tab? Gonna pay, gonna, he's gonna making half a million dollars a week. A half a, a million week, pounds, yeah. or, or or I am not or quid anywhere. or whatever. So, <laughs> whatever so they're they paying have a him. Conundrum in. to face where. They need to get him off the books. So if they can get him off the books as soon as possible, then they will get uh, Paul Pogba, which they, is why they were, you know, flirting with the idea of, you know, trying to see entice Man United to go for like a swap deal. Like we'll give you uh, Gareth Bale and um, one other player. I don't know, maybe yeah. the grounds and just say uh, and some tickets. <laughs> yeah, some tickets. So and. Um, but um, Gareth Bale is yeah, saying, if you want to yeah. get rid of, if you want to send me alone, you just got to sell me. I, I'm I'm pulling for Gareth Bale in this one so hard. And you know what? I mean, they're going to have, you know what they're going to have to do? How Chelsea got rid of Fernando Torres. They, remember, they sent him to AC Milan. They, they sent him to AC Milan. They didn't even, he was there so short that he played, I think it was like, a half a game. They didn't even give him like a, a like a like a jersey or whatever. They sent him out there with a kit, and he wrote magic marker on his back. Nine Torres. <laughs> 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 then the AC Milan sent him to Atletico. They're gonna have to do something like that with Gareth yeah, Bale. But, I'm they, rooting they for him. I they am rooting they. for him to. I always root for. I always find myself rooting for the player, rooting for like the underdog in the situation to stick it to the man. And I'm rooting, I'm rooting for Gareth Bell on this one. Stay, sign another contract, a million dollars a week, sign it, whatever. Yeah, they're not offering them any more contracts. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're not offering them any more contract. If they can terminate that contract, they would. But yeah. they know they're gonna have to fork out a hell of a lot of money for a guy that don't that doesn't play. 
there. For, so for a guy that doesn't they're play. They're kind of stuck. And then you got, you have Juventus. I can't really see him going back to Juventus because I can't really see Juventus shelling out 150 mil to get Paul Pogba back. So it's kind of a sticky one because yep. those are the only two teams I can kind of see him going to. He's not going to go to France. No. PSG, if PSG lose Neymar, they might, that could be a possible, you know, because a possible destination for Pogba because, you know, they would want to bring in a big name, yeah. you know, to kind of uh, uh, gloss over the fact they've been humiliated with the way the whole Neymar saga. Yeah. You know, so they want to do something to appease the fans, but I just can't see Paul Pogba going back to French football. And Neymar kind time. of screwing himself because the like the 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 best spot for him was back in Barcelona in his spot, but Griezmann no, jumped think, on I it before. The best spot was um, he didn't make a move quickly because if he had made a move quickly before uh, Zidane bought Hazard, uh, yeah. I think that would have been a possibility for him to go to Real Madrid. Yep. Because initially he was actually meant to go to Real Madrid. Yep. Uh, That's done. Last, uh, but Barcelona came in. And, you know they had a better pitch and they got him, but he left. So it's it was a chance for him to go to Real Madrid. But um, I don't know what happened there when Zidanez opted for Hazard as the cheaper option and the better got player of the two. Let's and not only that, you have Hazard, you have Vinicius, you know, as backup, and you also have uh, uh, Pe- uh, Pedrinton, Pe- Pedrinho. Mm. I Pedrinho don't know. Come- yeah, yeah, he's he's another baller. He's another. Abs- he's an absolute baller. They just couldn't agree to bring him at the same time. Vinicius came in. They saw that the deal. They came in, but. Um, Pedrinho, they had to they had to loan him back, you know. So he's back this this year. So yeah, ah, that's just, probably why I don't know him because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was on yeah. loan. He's he's on loan back, but he's 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 he she should be with them this 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 year. Yeah, you know. So there's no if you look. There's at nowhere the team, safe. There's no there's no, no football there's no team you could be supporting the, right the now that only, is free with drama. The only team that the only other team he could go to is possibly Manchester United, but then he's not gonna want to play European League football. You know, he's not gonna want, want Neymar is not gonna be able to play keep up in the Premier League. He can. I, he can. I, I, as physical as the no, Premier League is, he can. Listen, Ben Yoon played in the Ben Yoon can play in the Premier League. Neymar can play in the Premier League. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, anything nah, is possible, can. but I, 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 I've been watching Neymar for a minute since he was in Santos, and that man is a fragile player. As far I shouldn't say fragile. He is a delicate player, and this he is not going to get any love. If Hazard broke records as the number one player fouled in the Premier League, what do you think is going to happen to Neymar? Of course he- of course he's going to get fouled. He's going to get double what Hazard got. He's going to get double, but it's not going to stop his game. He's still going to play. He's, he's still going to be Neymar. Uh, yes, he's going he's gonna to roll around and annoy everybody, but he's still going to be Neymar. He's still yeah. going to put on a show. He's still, and especially the Premier League defenders, you know, he's still going to do what he, he is. Let's, he is a world-class player. It's just his antics are not helping him, you know, reach nope. that. That status. It's just unfortunate. Like him, uh, 
Paul Pogba, they're not reaching that, you know, that elite level that they can. And they should, and, and they are part of a wave, because I think there is a little way, there is a, a small gap between Messi and Ronaldo, like age-wise, I'm not talking about skill-wise, where Messi and Ronaldo are moving on. That next, that next wave, that's Eden Hazard. You know, a guy that's in his late 20s that is ready to take the mantle as the best player in the world. That's Eden Hazard. Uh, well, the wave after that. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. The funny thing, I'm not too sure about that because Hazard is, what, 28, 29? Yeah. No, he's going to be so 29 by, in January. He's going to be 29 in January. Let's see. By the time Messi and Ronaldo retire, you're now looking, I think it's, it's gonna go past Hazard because now you're you're now looking at the M- Mbappe. You but know, I think that. Mbappe is too young, though. You no, have, but that's what I'm saying. By the time that um, you think it's gonna skip Neymar and 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 Pogba? Yeah, I think it's gonna skip them. I think it's gonna skip. I don't think Pogba is I, personally. I don't think Pogba is ever gonna be considered the best player in the world. Yeah. It's never gonna happen. You know, like he's not. I know. He's not to me, he's not world class. He's got world class potential. There's a difference. Like, he hasn't done anything for me to to consistently for me to say That guy's world class. That guy's world class, but he has got world class potential. So there's a difference. So what you're saying is if you're making a list of midfielders, yeah, um, Paul Pogba is definitely in the top, in, in the pinnacle, as high as, as close as you can get to being the guy of yeah. midfielders. Yeah. But he's not the guy. He's not that guy. Well, the so the logical question is for you, who's the guy in midfield? Ah, <sighs> putting me on the spot right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, I mean, but that's a hard question because you gotta because there's so it, that's so tough because what are you looking it, for? Like, it, is Angolo Conte not the best midfielder? If you ask me, he is. He is. I will put Angolo Conte above Pogba. You know, because no matter what you get, he oh when you watch Chelsea play, no matter how bad Chelsea plays, Angolo Conte is always going to play. Sick. He's yeah. always gonna play. He's always gonna give it. You know, he's always gonna give it a level above. That's what you you. you that's what you look at, and you'd be like, you know what? That is a world class player because no matter the circumstances, he can easily leave the match, uh, the game as man of the match. Yeah. If you if you take away Eden Hazard or easily, Ingolo Kante will leave the game as a man. Of, you can't say that with Pogba. You cannot. You probably get like one game where he, you see the world class and in the him. skills are there, and the, the skills, skills are there. there. He's he's got everything. He has everything to yeah. be world class. He has it. I just think I can't. I haven't seen a level, uh, a consistent level for me to just, just easily just give him the title world class. Especially when you see the hard work people like Messi and and Ronaldo, the bar they set. Yeah, you know. I think that's not fair, though, man. It's not fair that these that that. I mean, I'm not saying it. I'm not speaking. I'm speaking for Pogba. I'm speaking for those guys that 
Bro, it's not fair that you had to be born now. Well, better now than than like Eden Hazard, but you have to come behind Ronaldo, the madman who dedicates every probably every waking hour. He's obsessed with one goal of being number one. But that's that's that. But that's that's the point. That's and the then you point gotta follow to... that guy. Are you insane? Oh my god! Like I think Mbappe that's... has it easy. I think he has it easy compared to others and compared to Eden Hazard because by the time Mbappe is in his late 20s, mid-20s, late-20s, Messi and Ronaldo are going to be, you know, if they're playing, they're not playing nowhere near their level. And so the comparisons will be there. I think he has, he has it easier, easy. man. I think there are a lot of people, there, there's quite a few players that would, you know, possibly... You know, give a shout to being being um, world class or being like you Callum, know, the best uh, Callum Hudson Odoi. I'd say you know he he has potential. Ambitious, has potential. yes. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. That is ambitious as hell. You know, very ambitious. Ambitious as hell. But if first, I mean, let's just assume he comes back. To how he was, you know, just, it, he doesn't lose a step as far as um, you know, because of his injury. Yeah. He, what does he need as a winger? He needs speed. Got that. Explosion. Got that. Uh, able to beat a man. Got that. Able to whip in crosses. Got that. Uh, has the ability to score goals. Got that. So, all right, so you got the skills. Now we just got to raise your game up. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part. That's can the hard he part. Give, can, can he, regardless of how the team plays, can, can you raise he your game? give that 8, 9, out of 10 every game like N'Golo Conte yeah. does? That's can the he hard do part. That? That's you know, the you hard can, part. You can, you, it's, it's all good having all the skill in the world. You can, you know, it's all good having all the... The, the talents in the world. It's the it's the mentality and how you every time you leave that pitch, everybody's talking about you. Regardless if you lose five nil or four or you know, whatever. You know, or yeah. it's a draw or it's a nil nil. You know, are you live just the same way Eden Hazard always left the pitch as the man in the match. Yeah. You know? Even when he like, didn't get even when he even, was battling it out with N'Golo Conte Exactly. You're still like, man of the match. Like you're still, we're still the best players on this on this field. Like that's the hard part. Only exactly. and, and the crazy thing is, only he can answer that. Only only he, only him. Only oh, him. Can nobody else. That. Nobody else you know, can do that for him. He's got to be, and that's the hard part. He's not the only player that has all the skills, and you know, there's a lot of players out there that have the, yeah. almost the same skill as him, or the same Even skill set as him. Or even, you know, arguably even even better. But yeah. it's, it's the mentality. Yeah. Like, how do you separate yourself from this? Like, I'll give you a good example of someone. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you ever heard of uh, Ravel Morrison. He just literally signed mm-hmm. to um, Sheffield United now, and this is a player who started off at Manchester United, right? This is the player who was in the class of Jesse Lingard, um, Paul Pogba. These are the Paul Pogba, 
and Jesse Lingard look up to Ravel Morrison. Dang. So Alex Ferguson said, this is the best player that has ever played at Manchester United. And he That's just signed for Sheffield? But he was, uh, he, he, you know, he had trouble off the pitch. You mm. know, he was always falling in with the wrong crowd. He, he was, the mentality, he, he wasn't there. He was, he's a great player, both, both footed. Like, he could do everything. He could do everything. Like, people, they, the Pogman, them looked up to him. They looked at him like he was, he was a god. But, the mentality wasn't there. He was always getting caught up in the wrong stuff. And then he ended up on loans to different clubs. And he even ended up in Mexico's second division. And now he's come back all the way to Sheffield United. Like, that's, the, that's what I mean. Like, you can have all the talent there. But if you don't have the mentality to produce game after game, week after week, to show the world why you are world-class or why you should be put up there in the topic of world-class players, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't really like throwing that world-class title title, uh, title around. That's you a know, special like, word. That's a special, a special word. word. You have to earn it. You yeah. have to earn it. Yeah. You're not just going to get that because you have all the ability in the world. You have to earn it. Yeah, that's a special word. Well, D-Lord, let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. It's May 2020. Chelsea Football Club has... It's the final match. We're about to, you know, start the final match. The whistle blows at the end of the match. Where does it all end? Uh, where's, you know... Where do we finish at the table? What have we won? What is, in your opinion, when it's all said and done, 19, you know, 2019, 2020, where does Chelsea Football Club finish? I'm going to go with top four. Okay. Because of my arrogance. But there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that I'm looking at. Um, on one side, I'm gonna go with top four. We have to make it, you know. Um, I believe we have the players to do that. Agreed. Uh, but when you then look into the team, for example, we're gonna go for a grueling season, and we, God forbid, we lo- we lose. Uh, a Callum Hudson Adora to another injury and we lose another Pulisic to another injury and then we're left with William and Pedro who oh are aging wingers. What happens then? You know, like we recall uh Victor Moses from Lone. Ace <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Piazon ASAP, come back, help <laughs> You see, so it's like there's a lot of factors that can yeah. play. I'm like if every if put it this way, if we have a fully fit team, we are finishing top four. Yeah. All right. So uh, next trophy, and I'm not gonna ask you. I'm not gonna ask you uh, to name the trophies. I'm just gonna ask you straight up. Do we add? Does Chelsea Football Club add another trophy to the cabinet? 2019, 2020. It doesn't it a, a trophy. And these, this, the one from Japan this week. Did you see that? It looks like I, I, I don't even know what to describe it. It's a, like a shield. 
I, I don't. I, I, it's a big ass round medallion. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what the, the hell to uh, call that. I think that's what it's, it reminds me of the the Bundesliga um, title. You know, that's that's the, their trophy is like round as well. Yeah, it's bigger than yeah. the Community Shield, and they call that a shield. So <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you would call this. I I don't even know. It looks it's a force field. <laughs> it, it looks like the size of a of a bus tire of like what is it? Oh, you guys don't call it buses. You call it lollies. So it looks like the size of a lolly tire. <laughs> we do call them buses. <laughs> God damn it! I look like an idiot now. But don't you call them lollies as well? Like some some shit like that. What do you mean lorries? Yeah, that lorries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have lorries. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have buses. <laughs> well, it looks like a tire that would fit on one of those. Whatever the hell they a lorry, a lully, and a bus. <laughs> it looks whatever like it is, we, whatever I, I, it is, it's big. I, I, I like it. I like, I like the shape. We better come back home with that. Yeah, <laughs> but that shit doesn't count. You can't be yeah. saying that. Oh, we're gonna add that. No, okay. that doesn't count. And the super cup doesn't count either. I'm talking about a cup, a trophy. From the month August all the way to May, those are the qualifying months. Hell no, from September to May, because uh, that cuts everything off. So September to May, do we land a some type of silverware into the cabinet? Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. With that being said. <laughs> People are going to be listening to this podcast and be like, he is such a pessimist. <laughs> but, I mean, but let's He's take a, a second look, here. Like, no, reali- I'm, I'm trying realistically, to be realistic. yeah. realistically, I I'm not. I, I'm not realistic at all. We're winning the yeah. Champions League okay. and the Premier League and the FA Cup and the yeah. Super Cup and the Lorry Tired. <laughs> We're winning it all. <laughs> We're uh, nah. <laughs> going for the for no other team has ever done. We're winning six trophies this year. If there's only five, we're gonna invent another one so we can get six. <laughs> Listen, put it this way. I I I'll put it like this. If we can get double figures from our strikers and a few people in our midfield, we win a trophy. Agreed, agreed. If we can get, I mean, if, maybe they're even. If we can get like from the midfield individual players, if we can get like you know maybe ten goals from like someone like a Mason Mount. I know that's a bit, you know, it's a debut season. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, what, what shit, Ruben Loftus Cheek was at six goals in like what three exactly. games or some shit like that, and he, exactly. you know, like anything is possible. Anything is possible. So if we can, if we can get like a, a high tally of like closer to the ten, you know, to closer to the number ten, um, like Mason Mount gets like ten goals, um, Michi gets you know fifteen goals, yeah, somewhere around fifteen. Tammy, uh, same. Uh, there, there has to be at least four players in that team has to. Get into double figures. I say we win a trophy. Yeah, what trophy? That's for Chelsea to decide. But at it's least a, a trophy. It's gonna be a cup. It's not the league. It's yeah. not the league. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna be 
I mean, a cup. I mean, the, could you con the Champions League? I mean, that trophy you can kind of pour stuff in. It's you can drink out of it. I guess we you could call winning the Champions League. Why you gotta be like that, man? Listen. Don't be. You gotta be optimistic. You gotta put out good energy, vibes. It's all are about we, the uh, vibes. Uh, are we gonna get past our boy Eden Hazard at, at Real Madrid? <laughs> he's gonna score all the goals for us. He's gonna point at the snake and he's gonna score goals for us. I'm telling you. Did you see his boots? Did you see his boots? Yeah, dope, dope, oh dope. my god, they're white. Okay, so so for guy for everybody that's listening to this, Eden Hazard. Um, I don't know if they're specifically the Eden Hazard model or whatever like that, but he has his own custom version of Mercurials, the Nike boots that he wears. So they look the same like everybody else, um, like uh, this guy, Christian Pulisic has as well. But he has uh, the Mercurial writing on the side. It's in blue to honor Chelsea. And then the Nike check is gold. To honor Real Madrid, the boot is white and gold, and then the mercurial is in blue. Um, to honor Real Madrid and then Chelsea. I mean, I love those colors. I, I, I fell in love with those boots when they were in orange when they came out last summer in orange, and then I fell in love with it again when it's the 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 neon, the neon green, the tennis ball color. Yeah, but that white with the gold. I mean. It, I have the temples, the Ronaldinho temples that came out, the 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 the, the legends, the temple legends yeah. in white and gold. I have them too. When I saw these white and gold materials, man, man, <laughs> oh, dope, dope, I'm already dope. in for for for. I'm already in for the new kit, the blue, the white comes out. Supposedly it's coming out tomorrow on Thursday. The the wake it with the collar. I already in with one of those. My son needs his he needs a new kit because the jersey fits him good, but the shorts don't fit him at all anymore. You know what? I, I, you know what I like? I like the training kits. The training I kits. Oh look, my god! Cold. The training kits. The dark blue oh, with the name. Chelsea blue on the crest and the Nike I'm logo. That. I'm getting that definitely. I don't know when people. I, 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 I don't know when people go on about Nike. I, I, for me, they make the best. For me, they make the best. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I know, I know. Everybody sold on the, on the, on the home show. Like I told you in the, in the group chat. Like I'm really trying to force myself to like that, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess when, when I see, when I see us playing in it, I think I'll probably have a different, different. Um, I like it more than last year's with the red and the white. Oh, last year's was horrible. I like it more than that one. That was horrible. Yeah. I didn't buy it. No, I didn't buy it either. I didn't buy I didn't it either. Buy it. That was horrible. Well, I mean, I, the first, when they jumped to Nike, I, I, what people don't know is that I've been a Nike stan. I've been a Nike, like, ever since I was a kid, I, I, would, I would only get Nike anything. All my favorite players wore Nike. So I, I was Nike from the jump. I'm talking about like you can go to my American football team pictures when I was a kid. I was wearing Nike everything only. So when Chelsea announced that they were going Nike, like I, I shed a tear. Like my dreams have come true. So I, I went in on everything. Um, Not so much last year, though. 
even though the yellow was beautiful in real life in person i went to the nike store i saw the yellow kit it was beautiful the blue i mean it was blue and white wasn't my favorite blue white and red wasn't my favorite the third kit i it was i liked it it was different but those kids last year ain't fucking with this year. The black, <laughs> the the white with the collar. I've been dying to get a collared kit for a minute. So I'm I'm, I'm just gonna have a look at the the. I think the 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 black one, the black one with the with the orange strip. <sighs> I think that that is what I'll probably go for. It's gangster. That that is so. That is cold. For me, I love I the. <sighs> Like I see the white one and I'm like, this is a family shirt. Like I can go out for a Sunday brunch, you know, like this is a polo shirt. The black one that yo, like this is what I, this is to go out. This is to go hang with your boys. This is like, this is a nasty kit. Like I can't, I, 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 <sighs> Let's let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, D Lord, the Yo. Don, my brother. If people want to talk to you on Twitter, how can they find you? You already know where I am. D Lord, the Don, the Don, T H A D O N, D Lord, the Don, at D Lord, the Don. Find me on there. Follow my artist, Ricky Banks. Ricky Banks. Ricky Banks. O F F at Ricky Banks. Make sure you give him a follow. Follow him. Give me a shout out on on Twitter. Let me know that you have, uh, you want to talk to me, ask me anything. You know, you probably see me saying some random crazy stuff on 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 Twitter anyway. I have, you know, I have different personalities. So <laughs> hit me up about anything. I'm there. I'll hit you back. If you want to follow back, I'll follow you back. You know, it is what it is. Again, at the Done. Shout out. Follow Nini as well. The follow homie. My boy Christian. You know, forward. You know all these guys. You you're gonna see me retweeting them anyway. So if I retweet that's them, that's the family right there. That's a fa- that's the family right. August there. is family follow. month. I'm letting you guys oh. know August is family month. You know, so you already know who's coming on in August. You got hey. Josh, aka Rogue One, coming hey. in hot. <laughs> I forgot about Josh. You got you gotta follow Josh. Josh is crazy. Josh, Rogue One, <laughs> angry at everything. That's angry, the little brother. That's the little brother. You already know you're gonna get forward. You already know you're gonna get Elias. You already know I'm hey, breaking Elias. news right Shout now. Nini's well. coming on. You already hey. know August is the for the family. So hey. everybody, uh, this is the end of the interview. All right, all right, all right, all right. Your boy is back. Uh, thank you again to D Lord for coming on to the show uh it's been a minute uh it's been a long time coming uh i had to get him on it was it's only right it's only right so that's it guys that's uh that's the show for this week um again still uh waiting for confirmation from simon phillips but he and i spoke like two weeks ago something like that two weeks ago and he, we, uh, we confirmed the date for Sunday or we penciled in the date for Sunday to record. 
So I'll have Simon on on Sunday. That podcast will be out Monday morning. Then the following week is with the people's champion, the godfather himself, Joe motherfucking Tweedy. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to talk to Simon, to talk to Joe, to uh, to get the inside scoop on what's going on at uh, at Chelsea and get their thoughts and opinions on how do they feel uh, with the direction of the club. Um, well, I should say how, I can't wait for you guys to hear their thoughts and opinions um, about the direction of the club. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. I already know. I already know. See, here's the thing. All right, guys. I'm going to share a little secret with you. I've always said, and I will always maintain, I am not an insider. I never want to be an insider. I don't want to know anything. I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't ever want to be somebody um, that connected. I always want to be right where everybody else is at because I'm no different than you guys. I'm just like you. However, I am privy to certain things and what i mean by that when you guys if you guys were to take a peek into the dms or listen in on the conversations i have it's very in my opinion um on the surface no i don't know anything there if you want to know what's really going on there's a ten thousand guys to listen to way before you get to me however i do get little tidbits here and there and you know i have conversations on the side and simon and joe are two guys that i do have um conversations on the side with and they you know they share their opinions with me so but i do want you guys to hear um however much they can say uh about how they feel about the direction of the club i'm personally excited so we i we have we have a match coming up in boys are in japan and we definitely have a match coming up sometime soon like friday we have a match coming up on friday then on tuesday uh, Chelsea play Barcelona at 6.30 a.m. Uh, New York uh, Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., which is 11.30 in the U.K. And then Sunday we play Reading. And actually Joe and I are going to talk about the Barcelona and the Reading game. We play Salzburg, which is the Red Bulls. I get so confused between New York Red Bulls and RP Red Bulls or whatever. RB, I don't know. I always get confused. So we have, but the point I'm trying to make is one, two, three, four, five matches. Till we, till we, we're in the Premier League. Premier League is August 11th. We're our, we are less than a month away. Fucking crazy 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 the season is right here um we we haven't found out what number christian pulisic is pulisic is which is 
I said he should be number 10-10. Everybody's spazzing out. Oh, Cho's supposed to get 10. Kalamutsu Nadoi is supposed to get 10. I agree. He should get 10. But, like, people are also spazzing out. Like, what if Peterson gets 10? What does this mean for Kalamutsu Nadoi? I mean, if he signs, who gives a shit? Like, I understand numbers are important, but numbers can be changed. Guys, don't forget that Eden Hazard started off at 17. Then he switched to <gasps> 10. Yeah, that's right. 10. For a split second, I thought he was 11. Uh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, things can change. I mean, Christian Pulisic can get any number under the sun. He can get whatever. It doesn't necessarily change... Uh, the trajectory of his career. The same goes for Choj. Same goes for anybody. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, hell, we saw Morata change from 9 to 29. I mean, whatever. So, numbers can change, man. Numbers are not permanent. It's, you know, we need to focus in on other things with it come, when it comes to this club. So, a lot of exciting times, man. Exciting times on the horizon. And your boy will be here uh, every step of the way. So, with that being said, I'm going to end the show. Guys, follow me on Twitter, All American CFC. Follow me on Instagram, All American Chelsea. Uh, make sure you follow D Lord, D Lord the Don on Twitter. And, you know, reach out, guys. Twitter, Instagram, reach out, DM me, send me a message, and uh, I'll respond back. Same thing with D Lord. So I'll talk to you guys again soon. I love each and every single one of you. And we'll talk on Monday. Love you guys. Later. It's gonna go down on the jump on stage, it's gonna go down like the Titanic, it's gonna go down like a guy panic, it's gonna go down, gonna go down, underwater, Liverpool torture, you get slaughtered in the first quarter, I've already warned you, I've already told you, but it must go down, what goes up, must come down, what goes up, must come down, what goes up, must come down, what goes up, it's gonna go down. It's gonna go down. It's gonna go down. What goes up must come 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 down. It's gonna go down, it's empowered, it's gonna go down, I've got the power, it's gonna go down, it's cool shower, it's gonna go down. Everybody in my way get more back. I'm a heavyweight that you can't hold up. I'm a heavyweight that you can't hold back. I'm aware of the crown, I'm tearing it down. What goes up, must come 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 down. It's gonna go down. 
it's gonna go down. Get down, this is the sign of spreading around. You ain't heard it yet, you're bound to be found. You say the heavyweight sounds around. We get down with the knee the ground, time to match the ground, you better get around. Gotta get up, and we gotta get down on the ground. Get it out the round. What goes up, uh, must come down. What goes up, uh, must come down. What goes up, uh, must come down. What goes up, uh, 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 u